Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Bernstein and Holmes. Jason Goff is here in studio with us. We go from Zion Williamson, John Morant, <laughs> to spinning on finely tailored suits. Hey, getting yelled at for dancing. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. The Bernstein and Holmes Show at its finest. Yeah, it's right what we do, Jay. Yeah. It's what we're doing over here. The thing that got me was, I thought, okay, great. I knew because a new stadium would have the, the, the skyline behind it, a new neighborhood around it, all those things. Then I thought, well, guaranteed Red Field, White Sox Park, surrounded by 70 acres of parking, you could keep that stadium and build, you know, a neighborhood there. It sounds like Lee Bay, the veteran architecture critic and professor from the Sun-Times, has given this a little bit more thought, fleshed out this idea. Yeah, he wrote more about it, and you can read it at suntimes.com if you pick up the bright one. He, he wrote, in part, sure, the 78 is potentially a more attractive site, but that was helped along by Reinsdorf and the Sox fumbling the one that they have, from the original design right down to making the field face southeast, Away from the downtown skyline, the team now covets so. The city and state officials should think long and hard before helping reward the team for such blunders, particularly when it would come at the expense of the South Side and the Armour Square neighborhood and nearby Bridgeport that has been the Sox home for 114 years, counting the time at Old Comiskey. Besides adjusted for in inflation, the current stadium's 1991 construction price plus the cost of the 2001-2007 renovation amounts to $485 million. That's a fair amount of money, although not in the billion-dollar stratosphere of the current generations of ballparks. Still, with that much cash invested in a neighborhood, it seems unseemly to let the team just walk away, no questions asked, especially if there's no plan for the stadium's future. In a statement sent to me, Last Thursday, Alderman Nicole Lee of the 11th said she is, quote, committed to keeping the Sox at guaranteed rate field, close quote. She also said her office is putting together a working group that is examining improving 35th Street, turning an eye to how we can make it attractive to the team and to the neighborhood as well, close quote. Bay concludes that's a wise move whether the team stays or goes. And then he he writes about what it could be. And it's really good piece. I don't want to read all of it, but I think that he makes some really good points about what the White Sox are asking for, 
and whether or not they should just that their needs should be heated just because they say so that there are other things to consider and that the city should consider one of the other things i just want to make a note of this because in the piece that the white Sox uh, have talked with the mayor's office about this and they've kind of done the same thing with the bears of oh well you know we're monitoring it and we're we have an ongoing relationship that sort of thing so just wanted to point that out and let you hear what lee bay had to say about it well joe sheehan did a full write-up of where the white Sox are and he was talking about the acquisitions of dominic fletcher and prelander baroa and what that means it's hard to really look at at these deals in any context now because we don't really have it and a lot of it was part of the valuation of Dylan Cease and what that's going to mean. And then it got into the bigger picture stuff here, which I found more interesting than this year's White Sox team, which is described as one of uh, two 95 lost teams this year and next year, at least according to Sheehan. It says that brings us to the shadow over all of this. Owner Jerry Reinsdorf. Reinsdorf has spent his 40-odd years in baseball as a labor hawk, a skinflint, a man out of time. In the middle of those 40 years, though, his White Sox fell into a championship. The three postseason series taken by the 2005 team, the team of Guillen and Canerco, Burley and Jenks, are the only postseason series the White Sox have won since Reinsdorf bought the team in 1981. We can take this out further, actually. Since winning the World Series in 1917, the White Sox have won a playoff series in just one of the 106 years since. If Doug Eddings doesn't have a minor stroke in 2005 ALCS Game 2, the White Sox fall behind 2-0 to the Angels in that series, and maybe we never get those three straight complete games to end the ALCS or the most entertaining sweep in World Series history. That eight-game winning streak triggered by Eddings' error reset the clock for Reinsdorf and his Sox. With time and perspective, it looks like one of the all-time fluke championships. I disagree with him severely okay. with that interpretation of how things went in 2005. Reinsdorf has been content to sit back and treat the White Sox as an annuity. Since moving into new Comiskey in 91, they've generally bottomed out at 1.5 million tickets sold, and only in recent years did they lose money, per Forbes' accounting. The local TV deal is one of the best in baseball. Reinsdorf bought the team for $20 million in 1981, and it's now estimated to be worth $2 billion. That's not going to actually mean a raw gain of $1.98 billion if he sells, but the profits will pay for a few good pies at Pequod's. That's... Sheehan's editorialization there. In four decades... Why didn't you pick a Southside place there, Sheehan? <laughs> What's wrong with Rick and Benny's? In four decades, Reinsdorf has rarely invested in the team. They did run some top five payrolls in the wake of the title. But over the last decade, the White Sox have had more bottom 10 payrolls, four, than top 10, one. Cots has them 23rd for 2024. More than 10% of that money is going to Andrew Benatendi. On what, is, oh. on what is both A, an overpay, oh and B, the biggest free agent deal in franchise history. 
Reinsdorf's unwillingness to act like the steward of a $2 billion asset that received a large public subsidy and instead run his team like the middle-class pirates is the biggest reason the Sox are in this mess. What makes this all the more interesting now is that Reinsdorf's going back to the well last tapped in 1989, looking to get the city to help him build a new ballpark a few miles north of the current one the site on which the Sox have played for more than 100 years, as he's undercut the Sox by not letting his baseball people support their own player development efforts. The team's decline is directly related to a lack of depth, depth that could have been purchased for money. Reinsdorf has his hand out looking for a new mall park, this time with plenty of space, 62 acres, for all of the nothing-to-do-with-baseball development that pushed the Braves out of Atlanta to Cobb County, the A's to Las Vegas out of spite. Jerry Reinsdorf, 87, may be legacy shopping, and in doing so, concluded that real estate is more reliable than right fielders. The White Sox are no longer a baseball team to him, but a stalking horse for perhaps a billion dollars or more in public and private financing. He's more likely to get a new stadium than a new pennant. So his time and money will go into buying politicians, not pitchers. Until the White Sox have a new owner, they're likely to be an afterthought no matter how many good trades Chris Getz makes. The politicians are probably cheaper than fielding a, yeah. a, a team of winners. I agree with Joe on his point there. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. That's what I think is really interesting about it is that I think that almost every, even like White, Sand, White Sox fan is like, oh, yeah, that would be kind of cool. Like if the White Sox had a new place and it had that view. But there's the other stuff. Like I'm, I'm in that group. I'm in that group of people that says, man, that would be a really cool thing to have. But there's no free lunch. But I but I can't let go of how did we get here? Why are we in a rush right now to do it? There's nothing wrong with the place that you play in. It's actually one of the things to me that is endearing about the White Sox is where they play in the stadium that they have. It, And then when you add in the idea of None of us should be bending over backwards to give Jerry Reinsdorf a sweetheart deal. 
And if you want to look at it from the cynical standpoint of what is he given White Sox fans over the last 20 years, if that's the way that you want to frame it, I'm okay with that because I, I think that that's fair for a, a fan citizen of, of the White Sox to be like, eh, maybe we, we don't just run out and allow him to do whatever. That we don't allow him to just dictate what, what will then be him allowing him to change at least two neighborhoods. At least two. And I would venture to say three. Um, but I, I get where Sheehan is coming from. And I largely agree with the, the, the concrete evidence of a lack of investment by Reinsdorf in a team in something that he's far better at is real estate and Chicago just saying we're going to let him do what he wants because it's something that sounds better because the team is so bereft of hope mm-hmm. say oh really you don't you don't like what's going on how about if you give me money and I build a stadium that's mostly my benefit it very much feels like look over here Look over here at this shiny new toy that 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 I am going to gift to you as my as my last altruistic feeling of of, of love for the city of Chicago yeah, and but the that, South but, Side, which is exactly the point that she was making. Is if you loved us that much, you get could, a team. You could have bought us a, a much better opportunity to win, even in the window here when the top line players go down and you've got below replacement level people trying to step in for them because that's all you you would pay. Yeah. I I will also say this is the point that Sheehan didn't make that or or dot that he didn't connect that I might feel more comfortable connecting. To me, this does smack of what happened in Atlanta because there is a little bit of white flight to it to me. That's a little that's uncomfortable. And while it's only three miles, you can you can already tell like how people are even talking about this. That it's oh well, of course you would want to be closer to downtown. Like that would be great. Instead of the the fairly safe neighborhood that it's been in for a long time, it and but there is some of that. It it drifts into a lot of the conversation of it. Well, you know, if you go east of the Ryan. Yeah, you go on the IIT's. Go to the Ryan campus. Going to it's really nice campus. Is that where you're going? You're probably not going over there. You're going to the ballpark every day. So yeah, there's a lot there for for me. Well, the truth is that that has been the and that's what the Braves did when they went to Cobb County. Sure, that was like it was that was was unadulterated white flight, and and that has been the undertold story of the White Sox my whole life. And it goes back to why I'm a White Sox fan. It goes back to the the my my origin story as a White Sox fan had to do with having not having parents who were from Chicago, not having parents who came from major league cities, didn't have a rooting interest, and what Buffalo and Omaha, Omaha. yeah, Omaha, both AAA cities, so they didn't care. But as a kid, as a I fell in love with the White Sox because they were countercultural. They were at night. They were cool. And I said, can we go to a White Sox game? No, 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 no. 
we're not going down to the south side. That's because it was it was crime. Well, it was considered dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, we're up there in Deerfield. You, and it wasn't until I didn't go to my first White Sox game until my uncle, who went to South Shore High School and grew up a White Sox fan, said, "Yeah, like, of course we're going to a White Sox game. Yeah, come to a game. Yeah, come to a game." So we went down and we watched. George Orta and, and and the crew. I'm like, this is awesome. And then not a hey, hey, goodbye and everything else. And I'm like, I, I got my team. Like, this is this is the cool team here. But the reason I became a White Sox fan was because of that. I was I was reacting to sort of the fear of something being dangerous when it really isn't. It isn't. It just isn't. You had made mention of it when we were talking with Parkinson Spiegel about it, about just that, like the, the idea of the – the the counterculture aspect and it seems like the White Sox are like we want to run we want to run to being more like the Cubs. That's what bothers me. It's like, well, I guess the Cubs win. I guess they were right. I guess we just got to move up to the the be another gentrifying team. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. That I'm, that aspect sucks. What the- I what I will say, whether it's Lee Bay or Sheehan or Alderman Lee. I'm glad that there is – this is all that I wanted. Like, this was part of the reason that it was important for me to talk about it on the air, and I don't think that I had the power – I have the power to make people think differently about this that ordinarily wouldn't. All I wanted was to see some critical thinking and pushback because what we were seeing from members of the city council was, oh, yeah, totally, yep, we're totally doing that. Third war, here we go. Yeah, let's go. We're going to create this new neighborhood, and they're going to be the temple of the neighborhood. I'm glad that there are at least enough people now to go, wait, there's other things to consider here other than our experience as people who would go to this. What's best for the city? Yes. That, that's all. I've, my concern is what's best for the city. What's What's best for the city and... Are we giving something to, to someone who hasn't given enough? And I know that people will look at the totality of Reinsdorf as an owner and you say, well, Lawrence, it's seven championships total. And you're right. But specifically in ownership of the White Sox, is there anything in any White Sox fan that says that over the last 20 years, he's given enough? He's given enough where we can go, you know what? He really deserves that new stadium. Knowing the the type of shenanigans that went on for him to basically blackmail the state to keep the team here in the first place. The the type of it's 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 exactly the type of politics that we all say that we abhor. And yet you're gonna let him do it again. Not only let cheerlead it. Yes, drive the train to allow for him to do it. I don't, I don't think that that's the right way to go about it, but that's just me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.